0: Welcome to Nature Therapy Online. Hello friends and welcome to episode 34 of Nature Therapy Online. My name is Stephen McCabe, and I'm an ecotherapist living in Midlothian in Scotland. I'm out in the snow right now, once again with Yoro. Hello, Yoro. He's my little whippet, and he's dancing around in this really thick, thick snow. It feels a bit like Groundhog Day in a way because I've said and I've jokingly said so many times. On this podcast it started snowing again because I've never experienced so much snow in Scotland but I'm also I'm almost sorry getting tired of saying the same thing it keeps moving away and melting down and then we get another huge snowstorm so very unusual for February but then I've never lived this high up in the hills before and I think it's uh, I think that's part of what's happening here is 10 miles or 15 miles down the road there's a little bit of snow but not much compared to here so if you're new to the podcast before i start talking about snow and (laughs) pondering on whatever i come across here this is an ecotherapy podcast or you might prefer the term nature therapy and in a nutshell it's all about connecting with nature for our mental health and well-being spiritual well-being if you like because we're a part of nature and we feel good when we connect with it and a little bit of news from from Stephen's ecotherapy land here, and that's that I've um, handed in my notice on my old job. I was working on a helpline, I ran a helpline for many years, and over the last couple of years, I've been slowly building up my practice as an ecotherapy practitioner or an ecotherapist and yeah in two weeks time i will be a full-time ecotherapist and this will be my job and it feels really exciting to be able to do this for a living and i just i wanted to kind of share that with you i think i think ecotherapy and nature therapy is something that you will be hearing a lot more about in the coming years I've been really, really heartened by how well people have taken to it. I thought when I started my training that people would just think I was a strange hippie, which they do, because I am. But I thought that's how people would look upon my work as an ecotherapist. But I think there's something about where the world is at the moment that makes this so vital and also I think it makes a lot of people understand it in a way that even five years ago they might not have done not just the ecological mess and crisis that we're in but there's also COVID and being told to to stay indoors or to take short trips outdoors I think it's made us reevaluate our relationship to nature i guess on that theme what i would like to say um, or ask of my lovely listeners to this podcast is that as i have gone full time as an ecotherapist it's uh i've taken some financial risks to do this um Definitely things aren't going to be as stable as they were in my last job. So I decided to take the plunge and take a risk and go for it. And yeah, I have a, a Patreon page because I would really like this podcast to be a permanent part of my working life. I'm supposed to keep it that way. It would be It would be really lovely to you know make a a teeny tiny bit of a living from from the podcast so that i'm able to prioritize it i guess if i get really you know bogged down with a lot of work i'm probably going to have to reevaluate which which aspects of my ecotherapy practice i put my time into and it's i'm probably going to have to at some point make some cuts and and yeah i guess do the things that put food on the table and uh, i absolutely love 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 doing this podcast it's the favorite thing of mine that i do and um, i have a patreon page i have a a handful of really generous uh, donators and you can donate a teeny tiny little amount of money each month if you can and you get nature-based support and rewards from me in return So go and have a nosy there. I'm I'm not going to go too much down that road. I'm going to get on with the podcast now. Um, But it would be much appreciated if you can afford to. And if you can't, that's absolutely fine as well. Thank you for listening and connecting with me anyway. It's, It's really lovely. So today in this snow, I'm here. I've actually got my hands on a little tree swing at the moment. Because I'm next to this huge old horse chestnut tree. This tree looks so magnificent. If I stretch my arms around the tree and I'm gonna do it now, I'm just gonna do a quick check to make sure (laughs) no one sees me hugging this big, beautiful tree. Although to be honest, I think all of my neighborhood have seen me doing this kind of thing already. My arms probably stretch all the way out and still can't wrap around this tree. This is huge, beautiful, magical old tree. I'm near the, the fields out where I live in the little village and poor Jorah was shaking next to me, so I'm probably gonna keep moving as I t- tell you about this, but... I wanted to invite you this week to go and connect with trees, with one tree in particular somewhere. Somewhere in your neighborhood, it doesn't have to be huge, it doesn't have to be particularly old, it doesn't have to be in a wild space. But just stop and explore it with your senses and just contemplate as I'm doing with this magnificent tree now, which is apparently over 500 years old. You might wanna take a few deep breaths when you're by your tree, connect with your body a little. Look at the way it grows and moves. This one is almost octopus-like here. And just consider how this, this life form that we, we don't really understand at all, do we? You know, we, do, we don't know how the experience of life is for a tree. We don't have any, any clue. At the moment, there are some scientists who are actually studying the sentience of trees and plants, and I think it's really interesting. By some measurements, some scientists think that trees could well be more intelligent than human beings. It's kind of mind-blowing, isn't it? I'm not going to go into the science of it because I'm not a very scientifically minded person, but I would say to to, to check it out, you know, just have a little Google for the sentience of, of plants and trees and look at some of the work that's going on out there. Quite controversial in the scientific community, but then shouldn't all radical and forward-thinking ideas be controversial and upset the way that we look at things? I can believe that they're sentient beings. I'm looking at this tree, and you just think of this, this came from a seed, you know? This tiny seed just 500 or so years ago has grown into this big explosion of, of wooden life. It's got these huge waving octopus tentacle branches you can climb up on these branches and really high you can be very comfortable in this tree it's huge and it's a strange time of year to be coming here for me as well it uh, usually i appreciate this tree the most in the summer when it's got full gorgeous leaves and you're really sheltered you can go inside and nobody even knows you're there it's like stepping into a another world almost but there's something about trees in the winter and i you know i respect also that you know i have a lot of listeners in the southern hemisphere so maybe you are in full bloom at the moment with your tree and that's that's it's a lovely thing but here in the northern hemisphere yeah there's something about connecting with trees when you can see it without its leaves you see the bones of the tree you can see how it's grown its unique path that it's been on if you go this week and look for a tree you might want to contemplate that a little look at how it's grown the direction it's grown in has it changed its mind started moving in a different direction at some point in its life. I know that's what I've done. We can see ourselves in trees, I think. Definitely, actually. They seem to have made decisions in their life and then sometimes changed their mind depending on the conditions around them. sometimes the conditions suit them just fine so they keep on growing as they as they can in the same direction i'm working with somebody at the moment and she paints really beautiful pictures and i set her a, a, an ecotherapy task just to paint something from nature and I came back the following week to our online session and she just painted this gorgeous forest scene that was inspired by a tree from her window. She's in a really city, she's in a real city environment but she started drawing this one tree it led to this big beautiful scene. She drew the rain falling down. She drew a river, and I asked her what it was about drawing scenes from nature that maybe feel different to dra- painting anything else. I'm saying drawing, but she was painting, not drawing. But I asked her about about that. You know, what 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 feels different about painting this tree than something else? And she said, and I thought it was really interesting. It's about the lines like there are fewer rules in nature if we paint a building as human beings we make everything so logical so straight so you know rational we put it in boxes we try to make things perfect and we can't but we try our best to and yet every tree is completely different and there it's not a perfect straight line on the on the bark of a tree, on, the, on any of the branches. And there are very few things in nature that have perfect straight lines. I thought that was a really interesting response and not something I'd really thought about. But it got me thinking of how, how liberating that is for us as people as well. You know, if nothing else, if no other life out there is perfect, in terms of the straight lines that we define as perfect, then why should we be? I happen to think that pretty much all trees are perfect, to be honest. It depends what your idea of perfection is. Is it straight lines? Is it things that all look the same, that you can predict? Or is this total unique expression that each and every Form of life has is, is, is that perfection. So go and find your tree this week and explore it with all of your senses. Touch its bark. How does it feel? Does it remind you of anything? How do you feel when you stand next to it? You might want to lean against it a little bit. Let it take your weight. That's if it's big enough and old enough too. Yeah, want I hold your ear to it, see how it sounds when you rub your ear against it. Does it have any interesting scent? And again, for people in the southern hemisphere, you know, if you're in, uh, you'll be in the depth of summer right now, so things will be smelling gorgeous, I imagine. But even for those in the northern hemisphere, you know, sometimes we forget to explore certain senses because we assume there will be no scent because it's winter. That's not necessarily true. So friends, I'm going to I'm going to leave the podcast here today because my dog Yoro is he's looking at me and shivering. He's he's not very happy about the snow. He was when we came out, he thought it was a great game to just frolic about in it, but now because I'm walking quite slowly He's looking at me and thinking, oh, blimey, he's he's on one of his hippie tree trips again. That's right, Euro. That's exactly where I am. But yeah, he doesn't like it when I'm um, doing the podcasts because I tend to walk quite slowly and tend to be more be more in a state of contemplation than he wants me to be he just wants me to throw sticks you know but anyway friends i'm gonna um, i'm gonna let let it go there i'm gonna head back to me head back to my house take your home and i just want to say i hope wherever you are that you are doing well that things feel okay for you right now whatever's going on wherever you are in the world and, um, and, yeah, and if, um, if you're able to support me on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash nature therapy online. Either way, thank you very much for listening and please do tune in again and I will see you soon. Have a great week. Bye bye. Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net.